All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, a positive Friday to you. How are you? And welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live, Oilers Nation YouTube, and uh, Facebook, sports1440.ca. Maybe you're uh, catching us on the app, Stingray app, iHeartRadio, or the Radio Player app. It's uh, it's fantastic. There's uh, lots of options wherever you go to uh, get the show. And we, we appreciate it. Uh, man, we uh, continue to grow in the uh, subscribers to the show up to uh, over 20,000 now on the uh, Orders Nation uh, YouTube channel. I like it. Keep it growing. Keep it going. So there we go. Oh, and by the way, if you are watching there today, um, Connor Halley on a pause of Friday, uh, give him a thumbs up. Under the uh, video, just the, uh, the the like button. He uh, he would really like that on a pause of Friday. So, where you go? Uh, we have a loaded show for you. It's always brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. You want to get in the game? You haven't been in the game? What are you waiting for? Try it out. Use the promo code Sports Fifty, and you will get a free fifty dollar wager when you sign up. Right now, it's too bad you waited, because had you picked the orders to win, it would have been guaranteed win, guaranteed, because the orders. Right now, they have yet to lose in the calendar year of 2024. They have won 15 in a row. They are only the fifth team in NHL history to win 15 or more consecutive games. They tied the 2013 Penguins and the 1982 New York Islanders. Penguins went to the conference final in 2013. The Islanders won the Stanley Cup. In 1982. So, not bad odds if you're a believer in that. Meanwhile, a victory tomorrow afternoon would move the orders into second place all time at 16 games. The uh, Columbus Blue Jackets won 16 in uh, 2017. The Blue Jackets had the fourth best record in the National Hockey League that year. Now, they lost in the first round. You want to know why? Because their division... The Metro Division in 2017 had three of the top four teams in the league in points. And so they had to face the Penguins, who had the second most points in the NHL and ended up winning the Stanley Cup. So talk about a real kick in the junk. So that's why I never want to hear anybody come last year, you know, oh, this is unfair. Hey, guess what? If everything was fair, life would be easy. So you win 16 in a row. You finish... With 108 points, fourth most in the NHL. And your first round opponent is one of the three that has more points than you. That is a kick in the narts. 
then, of course, the 1993 Pittsburgh Penguins, who were the two-time defending champs when they won uh, 17 in a row. They uh, dominated their first-round series. And then one of the biggest upsets in NHL playoff history. They were up three games to two in the series. They lost game six on Long Island, then came home against the Islanders and lost in overtime. They were actually lead- losing that game three to one. They had to score two goals in the third period to get it to overtime before David Volek. Remember that? Uh, Ray Farrar, good friend of the show, assisted on the OT winner. So uh, good teams is what it basically I'm trying to tell you. You know what? Uh, you don't luck your way into a 15-game winning streak. You got to play well. Some games you're going to need your goaltender stand on his head. Other games, you know what? You have some unheralded guys score big goals. And you have to have lots of players playing well, and that's exactly what's happening right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Last night, Mr. Pickard gets his first shutout since November of 2018. Good for him. It's his fifth career shutout. Obviously, it's his first as an owner. The uh, the biggest save, of course, was the penalty shot on end whistle. No question. Other than that, it was a decent night. Not crazy, but he made some solid saves when called upon. Uh, was interesting, though, listening to the head coach afterwards. Now, what kind of bizarro world? Because what I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be like, what are you talking about? This is like bizarro world. Down is up, up is down, left is right, right is left. The Edmonton Orders head coach is more concerned about their decision-making in the offensive zone than he is in the defensive zone. I don't think I've ever heard that from an Oilers head coach. It's good. It's a good problem. Because I asked him, you know what, he's like, hey, we're playing well enough to win. And and obviously the Oilers, in, in, in case you don't know, they've, uh, outside of winning 15 in a row, they've also played 13 consecutive games where they've allowed two or fewer goals. The uh, modern record is 18 set by the LA Kings in 2014. They won the cup that year by one of the best defensive teams we've ever seen. And the orders are at 13. The Winnipeg Jets actually had 14 earlier this year, just ended. Calgary in 04 had 15, lost in the cup final. New Jersey had uh, in 2011, 17. And uh, the Coyotes had 17 in uh, 1999. Back, you know, 99, 2004, a little bit lower scoring eras in the NHL, safe to say. But, hey, they still did it. Good for them. And that's what the orders are doing right now. They're very sound defensively. But the head coach not loving some of their hope passes in the offensive zone. And that's the one thing you have seen. And I get that they're confident. They want to try it. But... I've seen the orders at times. They're in the corner. Oh, let's just fire it into the slot. I'm not really looking. I think the guy's there, and they're turning it over, and it's kind of ending their extended time in the offensive zone. But it is a new world when you're talking about the Edmonton orders, and right now the biggest concern is their puck management in the offensive zone. I have to say it slowly because it still feels weird to say because – that's not, not saying that that hasn't been an issue at times in the past, but it was never the main issue. And really, right now, that's the main issue. The orders defensively are great. Penalty kill, outstanding. Power play scored another big goal last night. Doing well. Pretty sure that McDavid was first goal was power play goal, if my memory's correct. So, crazy play. Goalie's way out of it. But So, uh, Corey Perry. Sam Gagne came back after missing 10 games. Right, He played the first game, then he missed 10. Then he came back in in, in game 12. They won. Dylan Holloway, recall, comes in game 13. They win. And now, in game 16, they'll add another player to it. Now, it might be uh, uh, with Sam Gagne coming out, potentially. But either way, it looks like Corey Perry will be in the lineup, and he is going to start tomorrow on a line with Dylan Holloway and Ryan McLeod. So that's uh, that's where it looks. And uh, you had Ryan with Yanmark, and then Gagne and Brown were switching. I think it's probably going to be Gagne just based on minutes played. So that's my guess. Could be wrong. We'll see. Now, that's for one game. It doesn't mean it's going to be that way the entire time, but uh, that would kind of be uh, what I would guess for the uh, lineup tomorrow. Uh, expect Stuart Skinner back in tomorrow as well against the Nashville Predators, who the orders have had a, a fair amount of success, specifically Leon Dreisaitl, a lot of success against the uh, Predators, and they will need it. Hey, we've talked about it. That's the storyline everybody in Edmonton wants. Are you kidding me? Win 16, 
then you have a chance to tie the NHL record against the defending Stanley Cup champions. Now, you have 10 days between games because of the bye week and then the All-Star break. So it's probably not ideal when you've won 16 to have that much time off, but who knows? We'll see if it helps them or not. Either way, it's uh, it's going to be entertaining. Uh, coming up on the uh, program today, uh, Willie Donick will uh, join us. We'll get the uh, preview on the Preds. Uh, low title will be by uh, Craig Button, Mark Spector, Wanye Gretz. Uh, Lorianne Munzer will be in studio. Got the uh, two-minute warning with uh, Cam Tate. Uh, Wayne's World will talk about uh, some uh, some potential trades people are uh, wondering about. Probably a little early, if I'm being honest, for the Edmonton Orders. I think uh, patience is an advantage you can have when you're playing well. The, and the GM, Ken Holland, showed a lot of patience Back in November, now, hey, they made a coaching change. It's a pretty significant change. But uh, there wasn't any knee-jerk reactions to trades or anything like that. And uh, you look back on it, it has, uh, it has worked out. Uh, it's also Pause Friday. And uh, I can tell you for me personally, this is unbelievable. I uh, The uh, tomorrow, uh, late afternoon, the uh, hair's coming off. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's been a good run. It's a lot of fun um, at times. Uh, I can't believe how many people yesterday... Uh, when I was in the order, like players, Leon Dreisel didn't recognize me. I get it. Look, uh, you look rather different with the uh, the call to sack. It's not uh, not necessarily the greatest look, but uh, I had uh, a few other people, and and I could see their faces. They're kind of looking at me, and I was like, "Hey, it was a promise, okay? This is not a choice. This is not just a natural choice. It's a promise." So, uh, had a lot of laughs from uh, from you yesterday at the game. So it's all good. I got a good sense of humor. I can uh, I can live up to it. So it's great. Uh, you can text us 833-401-1440. 833-401-1440 in our Ewell inbox. Got a lot of those coming in. Also, this is our, our final day for you to announce it. Man, we are getting so close to our goal. It's awesome. It's positive Friday. Let's try to get there, baby. At least get over the 30K mark. We're really close to that. We're like, like, not even, like 250 bucks. So that's easy. To get to today, uh, you can go to sports1440.ca. Uh, we will have a celebration of life for Robin Brownlee on Sunday. And uh, the, the GoFundMe campaign will close it up uh, before then. But uh, if you want to help out uh, for his family, we'd greatly appreciate it. And you know what? Uh, I had kind of like a, a minimum goal to get to, and we're literally $266 shy of the minimum, which is uh, great. And the maximum's not much more than that, to be honest. So uh, that's all we need to get there. It's been great. And lots of people, I can see all the donations. You know, they're 5 bucks here, 10 bucks there, 15 all adds up, which is uh, fantastic. So you know what? Uh, if you appreciate it, Brownlee, or maybe just want to help out the family, uh, you can do so. Go to sports1440.ca. Hey, Gregor, you can't cut it until the orders lose. Well... Here's the great part about it. I can. And I will. The orders have lost since I've grown it. Just not very much. It's uh, it's quite the record. I'll give them credit. Because uh, after the uh, infamous loss on the November 9th against San Jose, uh, they won two. Then they lost three. Then they won eight. So they're 10 and 3, then they lost 3, 10 and 6, and now they won 15 in a row. 25 and 6. That is a pretty good run for the Edmonton Orders since November 10th. 25 and 6. It's over one third of the season. It is, uh, is very good. Hey, boys, I can't wait to see how Perry fits in. This could be a wicked third line. McLeod better do some uh, face washing from Bones. Well, Bones, you know, that's a very interesting point because I'll tell you right now, you know that Corey Perry is going to be engaged. That's that's what he does. He, you know what? And I say this in a complimentary way. He's a rat on the ice, and he gets in, he gets in the scrums. And as a teammate, especially in today's game, it is vital to have team toughness and team toughness isn't what it used to be. You used to have four or five guys who like wanted to brawl. It's not how it is now. You just got to be willing to stand up for your teammate. And if you're a scrum, and I think it's a perfect way to describe it, get in there. You got to be ready for a few face washes. And you and it's it. Remember a few years ago when it was Evander Kane, and then I know Dave Manson 
And uh, Dave Manson specifically read the riot act to his team after that. He thought it was embarrassing. Was it Florida or Tampa Bay? I think it might have been Florida, maybe Carolina, one of that road trip, you know. And there was Kane. There was like four guys around him. And it was like 10 or 15 seconds before any teammate came in. And it's like, this is unacceptable. And since then, they realize, like, you don't have to fight, but you got to get in there. And you see it way more often. Right? How many times you see McDavid in there? When your best player is doing it, there's no excuse for the other guys. Hey, Gregor, was it Samson who lost his power after cutting his hair? Something to think about from iMac. <laughs> uh, ah, it was a good tale. Yes, but I, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm willing to take that chance. I'm willing to take the chance, Connor Halley. So you don't believe that all the Oilers' success is due to your hair growth? No, no, I, I don't see the correlation at all. You're going to get like a text from Leon and Connor Greggs. Can't do it. We need you to grow this out. Yeah, I can tell you that's not <laughs> happening for sure. And if and by, even if there was anybody, I first of all, because you know me, I don't believe in superstitions. I don't believe in any of that stuff. But I would kind of look at him. I'm like, you know what? Pound sand. Yeah. Um, no, because as I mentioned, uh, now 25 and 6 is still a ridiculously good record. Of course, uh, best in the NHL. But no. Hey, Gregor, I have to say uh, big thanks. I remember how dark it was. The only thing order fans had to laugh about was the fact that you had to grow out your hair. And uh, way to be a good sport. We appreciate it. Hopefully the hair is not connected to wins. Well, I would agree with you. I don't think it is. I, would, I, I believe staunchly that it has zero to do with it. Zero to do with it. So, um, they might even be 26 and 6. I got to double check that. I thought they won two because they... Oh, no, they won two under uh, Knobloch, so yeah, they did win three. Yeah, and it's 26 and six. Even better, Connor. So, hey, get to 27. I think they can do it. Hey, Gregor, I'm curious. You see the orders picking up a potential uh, goaltender? Mm, I doubt it. At this point, no. I don't, I don't see one that makes sense financially. So I could be wrong, but today, no. Like Calvin Pickard, like what more can Calvin Pickard do? To say, hey, I think this because every time all he all he can do is when he goes in there, play well, right? Like, what else do you want from your backup? And and it's not like he's even now he'll play more. And and I, I'll say this today it looks fine. Now talk to me at the end of February when he'll have played a few more games because of the schedule, right? Like we know just looking at the order schedule in February they uh, they come out they play on what the uh, the sixth in Vegas. Then they play the ninth and the 10th against uh, Anaheim and, and L.A., which is crazy because, in theory, Pickard could be playing against Anaheim on the record-breaking night, possibly. Or maybe they would go Skinner and then say Pickard for L.A. But either way, I think he's going to play one of those. They have back-to-back uh, in two weeks uh, against Minnesota and Calgary. And uh, they have what's well, close to a back-to-back because they play a Monday afternoon game in Arizona after a Saturday game. So, you know, I could argue there. I, I think there's three or four starts he's going to make in February. Then you get into uh, to March. April's where they're really going to need their backup. But first weekend in March, second and third, back-to-back. Seattle and Pittsburgh. Probably their toughest back-to-back as far as travel goes. Right? Because Anaheim, L.A., there's really no travel there. Well, none. They're not flying. Stay in the same hotel, in fact, usually. Then they have a home back-to-back, which is rare, on the 23rd and the 24th, Minnesota and Calgary. So, again, no travel. Then they're in Seattle on the Saturday and then home to the Penguins on the Sunday. The other back-to-back has Toronto and Ottawa, which is obviously closer than Seattle-Edmonton. Then you get into uh, the month of April. They have uh, the back-to-back, which is uh, home against Colorado, then on the road in Calgary. Again, not that hard. Uh, Then they have another back-to-back at home, which you don't see very often, but it's Arizona and Vancouver. No travel. And uh, then the last two games of the season in Arizona, in Colorado. So that's probably the second hardest as far as travel goes. So I I think, you know what, today I I don't see them happen, but things can change. They got time. They got a month. If all of a sudden Pickard puts together a string of two or three bad games, well, then the conversation changes. But if he just continues to play well... As an organization, you look and say, well, maybe he'll struggle or maybe as because uh, I'll say this about Calvin Pickard. I give him credit. Remember when he, he came in and goes, I think I can I goes, I can play in the league. I just need a chance. 
And all he's done since is play well. So we'll uh, we'll see. 833-401-1440 is the uh, text line. We'll get to uh, all that. We'll come back, uh, talk about the uh, Nashville Predators and more on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. 2.24. Uh, hey, do you think there should be a fine internally when uh, like one of your co-hosts or somebody calls you when they know you're on air? Hey, cons, like, I don't I ever call you when I know you're on air from 11 to 12, right? And I actually try not to even text you <laughs> at that point. Can we extend that to friends and family as well? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. figure it out. <laughs> but definitely uh, for coworkers, they should kind of know where you're at. So, Sean Brown, figure it out. It's 2 o'clock. <laughs> where do you think we are? We can't answer the phone. All right? Be all over him. I love it. Um, hey, boys, orders are on a 15-game heater. The weather outside's heating up. The brass bonanza signals the weekend's upon us. I love it. Wade from Drayton. There you go, Wade. It's true. It's a great thing about the brass kitchen and positive mood. How can you not be if you're an order fan right now? Are you kidding me? 15-game heater? That is uh, things that you just don't see very often. Let's be real. It's only happened five times in NHL history. And uh, the order is, of course, the first team uh, outside of the Eastern time zone to ever do it. First Canadian team to ever do it. And they'll want to try to extend it. And uh, they have a team that uh, they've had some success against in the past. But uh, the past means nothing right now as we go around the NHL. Brought to you by McDonald's. All McDonald's restaurants in the uh, greater Edmonton area independently owned and operated. Uh, they give back a ton uh, to the community. Of course, a huge sponsor of Edmonton uh, Minor Hockey Week and Ronald McDonald House. Where right now they have they are building an extension. They're doubling in size at Ronald McDonald House to help more families at uh, some of the worst times in their life when their kids are at the stallery, and that's what Ronald McDonald House does. So uh, keep that in mind when you're getting your chicken McNuggets. It's great. As uh, we welcome uh, to the program uh, Willie Donage, uh, voice of the uh, Preds. Willie, how you doing, my man? I am doing well, guys. I'm doing well. Not as well as uh, anybody who's following the Oilers these days, though. Yeah, well, winning seems pretty easy right now for the uh, for the blue and orange. Not uh, it's not normally the case, but uh, it has been obviously uh, quite the uh, quite the heater for them. Uh, there's no question about that. And um, I guess before we get to the matchup, uh, you, you look at the Preds; they're in a playoff spot right now. Um, how uh, it was, I guess? Give me the update on you know Tyson Berry that come out. Ah, I wanted a trade. That really seems to have quieted down. It has, and and part of it is. Uh, I think they have come to an agreement on – I think they have looked for other situations. Uh, nothing really has popped up uh, yet. And then uh, Tyson Berry, for a period of time, did get hurt and was unavailable for a while, and now he's sort of on the outside looking in. He's been a healthy scratch most of the time. He did get into a game recently, his first one in a good while, last Saturday in Arizona. Didn't play particularly well and then has been scratched in the two games since then. So it's been a bit of a holding pattern. I give him a lot of credit for, for being very patient, uh, not rocking the boat at all since the initial story hit uh, several weeks ago. And so he's just kind of waiting it out here. And, and I do think over time as we approach the trade deadline, you're going you're gonna to hear his name for sure. But obviously, as you guys know, because you know he was under contract with the Oilers when he was traded – in that Matias Ekholm deal, his cap hit right now is probably the biggest barrier uh, of anything right now. But if you yeah. move forward in the season, maybe somebody uh, has the ability to, to make him um, part of their lineup and be able to fit him under their cap. When you look at the uh, at the Preds, so he's on the outside uh, looking in on their blue line. Um, you know they they got some they got a little a few young guys and one guy who I know I see a lot of people are very excited about the potential of uh, you know Carrier on the back end right now he is a pen in UFA and uh, the National Predators. Was interesting talking to a Matias Ekholm how he said, "Man, when I came in, I was a young guy who I had some offense, but they're like they taught you all how to play defense first, then you worried about the offense. It was be a defenseman first. And you look at the pipeline of defensemen that they have developed in Nashville. It's outside of them and Anaheim. I don't think there's any two teams close. So wh- where do you think they're at with Carrier and, and, and an extension and, and any idea, you know, if it's coming? And like, do, do you see any truth to the matter that, you know, he's a guy who might even be moved even though they're in a playoff spot? I, I think the, in the coming weeks we might get a little bit more clarity on that. I get the sense that they would like to keep Alex Carrier, he, he seems to be a very good fit 
with Jeremy Lozon, uh, who has really come on uh, and, and taken the next level to his game with physicality and sprinkling in a little bit of offense. Carrier was a big hero last night, got a big game-tying goal. Uh, so his stock is rising a little bit. The only issue that Carrier has had over the course of his career is staying healthy. He has had several different uh, stints on, on the injured list. I think durability is really the only thing with him. But uh, you've got Barry, you've got Carrier, who's, who are both unrestricted free agents, and then you've got Dante Favreau, also a right shot, who is a restricted free agent at the end of the year. And so I think those are the three guys to center in on, on okay. what to do. They're, they're not going to keep all three, I don't think. And I, I think it's almost surprising that they have had all three all year long. But that kind of shows you that they've been very patient and sort of waiting it out. So I, I think that's something to look for. But I, I would have to think that Carrier is probably the bigger priority among the three to keep around long term. But that's just how I see it right now. Yeah, well, and that would make sense. Well, I, I think he's a guy. And when I just I look at how Nashville builds their team historically, it would it would be a surprise to me if they let him walk. But I also could see why he might be tempted to want to test free agency because I think as a right shot defenseman, 27 years of age, there'd be a lot of suitors. Yep, and, and Barry Trotz knows that. It, it, we're, we're in this trying to figure out how Barry Trotz ticks as a general manager, right? It, and he's learning this as, as he goes as well. And the other thing that Nashville has is they've got a vision. They want to get up to being a, a loaded roster. Right now, they, right now they've had a, a very good year, I think, in terms of the expectations. They've changed a lot of things. New coach, new GM, brought in Ryan O'Reilly, brought in Gus Nyquist, Luke Shen, you know, just to kind of change the leadership group some, add on to, to what Roman Yossi has provided for a long time. And so far, they've, I think they've overachieved. But I think Barry Trotz's vision in another couple of years is to, how do you get to that next level back up to being a true contender? And there's a lot of different ways to do that. So I think he has tried to be open-minded to see what's out there. So it, it, they have a lot of cap space and flexibility. So if somebody blows them away with a trade offer for somebody, I, I think he's going to keep that big picture in mind. Yeah, and uh, you know that that makes a lot of sense. As uh, we're joined by uh, Willie Donich, so let's look at the at the orders and the Preds. Now, the Preds did win the last meeting head to head against the uh, the orders in Edmonton uh, in November, and uh, and prior to that, I think the orders had won ten of the uh, the previous eleven, and the only one they lost was was in overtime. They, they'd had their number uh, specifically Leon Drysital. It's it's a it's a unique stat to see at one player score that many goals against one team. It's just it's almost unheard of, really. So. You know, look at this matchup and how the Preds have been playing as of late. What's been, uh, you know, the, the best elements of their game lately? Well, the the two meetings that the Predators had with the Oilers this year, and uh, they're well aware of the history for sure. In, in fact, if you go back before that, when Leon Draisaitl and Connor McDavid were younger players, and the Predators had that real loaded roster under Peter Laviolette, and they were winning playoff series, and they got to the Stanley Cup final. I think there was about a 12 or 13-game stretch where Nashville dominated the Oilers. And then it completely flipped, uh, and the Predators finally got a good win against them here in Edmonton uh, earlier in the season. But that was a, the weird time. As you guys know, that was the low point for the Oilers. They split the two games early. And the Predators were off to a 5-10 and 10 start. They, they didn't look very good early in the season. So it's been a long time since the Predators have faced the Oilers here. But uh, all that being said, I do think there's going to be some mental, uh, mental, I don't know if I would say baggage, but the mental challenge, I think, is to be able to, to see, you know, can you match an elite team like the Oilers playing the way they are right now? You look at, uh, at at Nashville, and you know you mentioned how they want to they want to build out and become a great team. The next few seasons are, are going to be a little painful because of the dead cap space, right? Seven and a half million uh, next year, and then eight and a half the uh, the following year. Th then it drops down to, to three and a half. It's a while because of the tourists and, and the Matt Duchesne buyouts. Uh, you know they got, and then I guess even if you add in the retained salary next season with um, Ryan uh, Johansson at four million. Like rebuild doesn't really work for them, but do you see them possibly realizing that they're going to be kind of like Minnesota and have, you know, $11 million in dead cap space next year that maybe they'll surprise some people, even though they're close this year to making the playoffs to possibly trading off some pending UFAs. Well, I, I think all options are open. You've got that pack of teams right now 
you know, you got Nashville, St. Louis, Arizona, Seattle. St. Louis and Seattle play each other. Yeah. Right. Then you got Calgary and Minnesota, all right in there. And there's there's really only one spot, unless you believe that the Kings are about to fall off a cliff, which I, I don't think is going to happen. I think the Kings will rebound at some point. They look like a strong team to me. So that's about six teams for one spot. And Nashville has as good a chance as any of the other teams, I think, uh, to get into that spot. But you you just hit on it. You know, of what's coming. They do have some cap space that is um, spoken for with the buyout of Duchesne, the retained salary for Johansson. But they, I think the vast majority of Predator fans think that they're coming out ahead on that with the changes they've made. And they already have plenty of cap space going forward. Uh, so I, I don't think it's going to inhibit them from doing anything they want. But I, I don't think they're going to spend. Well, they obviously can't spend to the max, but I think you know their plan is to build the young uh, farm system as well as they can over the next couple of years, see what they've got there. So I would expect it will be another couple of years before you could really say they could be a heavyweight, but that's going to be the key. Milwaukee, their, their AHL affiliate has won eight in a row. Mm-hmm. Right now they've got some really good prospects that are you know, 20, 21 years old that are, that are contributing pretty heavily uh, in a positive way for Milwaukee right now. So I think that's the vision. So I think, no question, you could see them going a couple of different directions at the trade deadline, but I don't think it's going to be an all-in by any stretch. Willie Nonin joins us. Uh, Preds in town tomorrow afternoon. Uh, UC Saros going to get the start? I don't know. Uh, they, they didn't practice today. It was a long flight last night. Minnesota to Edmonton. They did gain an hour, but it, it's, a, it's a good ways. And then the afternoon start. Um, I don't know that it's a given. Uh, UC Saros has started the last six games. Uh, he has really come out, I think, of a of a poor stretch for him. Yeah. Uh, in his previous few starts, but his last six have been very, very solid, very Saros-like, and the bar is always high for him. And Kevin Lankinen did get the win mm-hmm. and played really, really well in Edmonton earlier this year, and he's shown the ability to win in some tough spots. He's won in Carolina. He's won a couple of games in Dallas here recently. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they thought about Lankin in tomorrow. And then there, there's two more games before the break. You would probably just play Soros in those two. Okay. But I don't know. They, they, they yeah. could just ride the wave and just keep Soros going all the way. Yeah. No. And the, yeah, you wonder about that because if you do want any playoff success, you just can't have your starter playing all the time. And Soros is, I think only, um, um, Georgiev has started more games than, than him right now in the National Hockey League. So it is a concern. And Lankinen uh, played well uh, the last time, as you mentioned, uh, an afternoon game, six in a row. Makes uh, sense in the fact that who he's beaten. So it'll, it'll be an interesting one. What Quickly, uh, matchup time for you. Uh, the orders, uh, they had McDavid and Drysaddle play together last game. Uh, their head coach kind of hinted he doesn't think it'll change uh, for tomorrow. So is it, is it, I'm assuming it's Yossi, but which forward line, like Ryan O'Reilly, like how heavily you know matched do you expect? expect this to be for Nashville tomorrow? Uh, I, I think they'll do what they have been doing, and, and that is uh, you're going to see, obviously, plenty of Roman Yossi, who is really rounded into form. I think early in the season when the Predators played the Oilers, Roman Yossi was still adjusting to the, the style that Andrew Burnett is bringing to the table. He's much more acclimated to that now. So his numbers have been much, much better over the last few weeks. A uh, few weeks, I would okay. say. He's got, I think, 12, what, 14 points in the last 12 games, if I've got the math right there. And so what they've been doing with Yossi is he's been playing a lot with Dante Fabro, but they also will have a number of shifts where Yossi will move over to the opposite side and they'll put two lefties on there. They'll put the veteran Ryan McDonough with him. And then they've got McDonough and Shen uh, to have two veteran sort of defensive-minded guys out there. And then they've got... Uh, Alex Carrier and Jeremy Lazan. So I, I think they feel like uh, re- regardless of which way they go, they've got some formulas that have been all right. But, you know, I, who can match up with those guys? Nobody, I, I don't think. So that, that's, obvious been, that's obviously going to be a huge part of the game. But I think that what Nashville is going to want to do is try to play their game. What everybody sets out to do against the Oilers is try to make them defend, which nobody's been able to do for the last uh, month or two. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Willie, appreciate it, my man. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow afternoon. All right. Good luck, and uh, and thank you for the great weather in Edmonton, by the way. It looks beautiful out oh, there. Oh, dude, get out uh, in the River Valley, man. Go for here. a walk. 
Yeah, it's looking good out here. Thanks for having me on. You betcha. That's uh, Willie Donich, uh, voice of the Nashville Predators. So it might see Kevin Lankinen tomorrow. Interesting. Um, I don't think the orders really care uh, which goalie they're facing. They've had success against Saros. Lankinen, though, did beat the orders the last time. And, hey, you have an opportunity to chase history. Now, and I know the players haven't talked a lot about the uh, winning streak, but come on. You get that close to history, you may even have to mention a lot, but you could at least be, hey, boys, like, we put in a lot of work to get this close. Let's try to finish it off. And not extra pressure. Just keep going. Just focus on what you're doing well defensively. That's the main thing. But you remember that game in in early November. Nashville was all over the orders. It was ugly. It was also an afternoon game. So, And the orders have been way better at afternoon games. I wouldn't get too concerned about uh, afternoon affairs right now. So... We'll see how it goes. Uh, 2.40 here on Sports 1440, Oilers Nation, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, we'll come back. We have the uh, two-minute warning. And the text line is humming, 833-401-1440. We'll get to lots of those. Positive Friday rolling through on uh, Sports 1440 and uh, Oilers Nation, YouTube, and Facebook. Thanks, as always, for uh, being along for the ride. Uh, Oilers, uh, still be some lineup changes tomorrow. Uh, Stuart Skinner will get back in between the pipes. And uh, Corey Perry with jersey number 90. He'll become the first player in franchise history to wear that number in the regular season game. Maybe even in the preseason, but I definitely know in the regular season. And uh, he'll be starting out on a line with Holloway and McLeod based on uh, everything we saw today. So there you go. You uh, order fans, you might be torn because for the longest time you hated him. But uh, something tells me the first time Corey Perry scores a questionable goal, order fans be like, oh, no, he's on my team. It's okay. It's kind of uh, kind of how it goes. So it's nice. Uh, we're going to get to the uh, two-minute warning. We've got a lot of text to get to at uh, 833-401-1440. And it's time for the uh, two-minute warning brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home. No payments, no interest for one year on your AC or furnace. Get it right now at PlayAlberta.ca. Here's a two-minute warning with Cam Tate. Thanks there, Big J. My name is Brian, reading Cam Tate's words on the two-minute warning. Let's give this bingo jackpot extravaganza try again. Tate's eight. Here we go. Eight things Cam heard and saw at last night's Euler game. Number eight. Fifteen in a row, baby number seven. And speaking of number seven, a jersey he wore from 1980 to 1987. For the Oilers, and although it has been said before, the addition of Paul Coffey directing the Oilers' defense continues to be more impressive by the game. Number six from a Tate tipster. Oilers' Matthias Sackhomb and Connor Brown were seen playing shinny on an outdoor rink with kids in the Glenora area. Number five, low-scoring games are becoming an Oilers specialty, which is interesting, considering their offensive firepower. But that also speaks to how every player who, even if they're not lighting it up, are contributing. Number four, the Oilers Pro Scouts had meetings all week in Edmonton and were in the press box Thursday night. Must have been rewarding for them, too. Everyone's hard work. And I mean, everyone needs to be recognized. Number three. Did you know Oilers general manager Ken Holland takes his tea with a good swig of honey and a wee? And we're talking wee, shot of cream. Number two in his post-game press conference, Oilers coach Chris Knobloch was asked for a few comments about one Calvin Pickard. The coach said Pickard works hard at practice, and Knobloch says he's a fan of Pickard and did Thursday night. That Pickard pal lad stopped 27 shots against the Chicago Blackhawks for a shutout. Now, the interesting thing to me is the number of games. Picard is sitting on the bench while Stuart Skinner is tending the twine, and to be as sharp as he is is something to write home to Grandpa about. Number one with the Skinner and Picard show, playing to sold-out Edmonton audiences. The goaltending issue for the Edmonton Oilers clearly does not exist. Your two-minute warning Monday and Friday. Jason Gregor Show, eSports 1440. I like how he just tosses in uh, what Ken Holland takes in his tea. <laughs> uh, he does, actually. Uh, well, he's at the tea table. Uh, there's, like, tea and coffee. I don't drink coffee, of course. So, um, But I, I can't say that I ever... Now, Tater, of course, being in the wheelchair, he's right at that level. So as he's waiting, he's probably seen what everybody puts in. So there you go. Makes more sense. He's... Uh, 
He's on top of all things, is, uh, is Camp Tate. It's nice. Hey, guys, uh, do you think there's any chance you get uh, Sealer as a seventh defenseman? Uh, no. I, I, I think teams that are acquiring Nick Sealer, he's playing in their top four, man, in Philly. He's, uh, he's going to acquire, if you're acquiring Sealer, you're acquiring him to play because I think the cost is going to be significant. I don't I think, like, when you're looking at a seventh defenseman, I'm thinking guys like Zach Bogosian, who is a veteran player, he's won a Stanley Cup, and he can, he knows how to play in the playoffs. He's really a third pair guy, and he's there in case of injuries. Right. He'll, he's gone through the uh, playoff before where he wasn't in every game. Knows how, he's a professional. He knows how to be a pro. You know, he'll be a good influence. He'll be a positive influence around the room. Th- those are the type of guys that Nick Sealer would, uh, would get frustrated not playing because like he's a pending UFA. He wants to play. I, I don't see the Edmonton owners and, and Nick Sealer being, being a fit, uh, right now at all. So. Hey, guys, in all fairness to Campbell, he didn't play behind the defensive conscious team we're seeing right now. He played behind a defensive tire fire from uh, Jan, a longtime uh, happy listener. And that's true. And, and that's why I've said all along, like, I don't. If Jack Campbell continues to play well in the American League, I, I don't think it's crazy to think you could see him. Now, I don't think you'll see him before the trade deadline because unless the orders are going to carry three goalies, and no extra forwards and no extra defensemen because that's all they could afford. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Otherwise, they'd have to waive Calvin Pickard. Expose him to waivers. And I don't think they want to do that. Now, after the trade deadline, you still would have to expose him, and maybe a team would take him. Because they're, you know, they could say, "Hey, we'll get a third goalie. We'll just keep him on our roster, right?" So there's even a risk then. I think it's a little bit less because most of the playoff teams probably have their guys at that point, right? But you know that that's the challenge right now for the orders is as well as Pickard keeps playing, you don't want to risk losing him for nothing off of waivers just to see if Jack Campbell can help you again. That's that's the risk here um, that I, I don't think you can overlook. When it comes to uh, to Jack Campbell being here, hey Gregor, what are your thoughts on Giroux as a potential trade target for Mari? For the orders, zero. He makes six point five million next season. They, they don't need Claude Giroux. No chance. I say zero chance. Um, the orders uh, would be in on Claude Giroux. I could be wrong, but I don't. I just don't see how that works. Right now, is and is Ottawa going to retain a lot of money for next year? Right, like he, I that I, I don't see that. Uh, you know, Steve Stales talked a lot about they like Giroux around their young guys. So um, I don't see. Hey, guys, Holloway, McLeod, Fogel, Perry, and Pickard solve a lot of holes in this lineup. They have another center. I'd stand pat and use that first to move Campbell's contract, unless you can get a Konechny. Again, I don't see a team. Like, if you're going to move your first for Jack Campbell, that might happen at the in the offseason. I just think a, a Jack Campbell trade during the season 
right now is is very unlikely. Hey, Greg, Holloway looks fantastic. Big slappy on D the last game, but overall impressed. Do you think that uh, they put less pressure by adding to a top six from Dean? Well, I've said it before. Now, adding a top six is harder because, you know, the Oilers don't have a lot of cap space. So in order to add a top six guy, you either – because so, most top six guys are going to have some contract, right? Like they're going to have a substantial cap hit. So even let's say you bring in a third team. So let's just say a player is $4 million, right? The team retains them. Now they have $2 million. Now you work at another team. They retain them. So it's a million. Well, you could make that work. Right. You can ship out somebody, uh, you know, who's who's got about a million dollars in cap. But that's, you know, send it the other way that I know other fans might not like for Sam Gagne, for instance, because it makes the money work. Right. That's what they did actually a few years ago with the, the Andreas Athanasiu trade. Sam Gagne went to uh, to Detroit as as part of that and played. And the thing is, like Sam Gagne is such a good human being. He knows his role. He's a smart player. A bottom team might look and say, hey, this is the exact guy we need around our young players. So I could see it. Uh, I could see it working. Hey boys, uh, Pickard sure knows his role. I don't think there's any worry about goaltender. Keep the lines the same. Uh, find out where Perry fits in. Fourth line with Brown and Gagne. Uh, for well, I don't think it's. I'll tell you right now. Matthias Janmark's the left winger on the fourth line right now. He doesn't get scored on. Like we can talk about the value of scoring, yes, but. You, you can't overlook the fact that uh, the Matthias Janmark has yet to be on the ice for one goal against during this winning streak. Not one. So, yes, he hasn't scored a goal, but he's still, he's plus five. He's five goals for, zero goals against at five on five. He's a good penalty killer. And like I've said many times, if you can find the last time Matthias Janmark made a mistake with the puck, let me know. Because it just doesn't happen. He, he wins a lot of battles on the boards. He's not a sexy player, but man, he helps your team. Not everybody. Of course you'd want him to contribute one goal here or there. No problem. But um, I'm telling you, I, I don't see uh, Yanmar coming out anytime soon. I think they like him for a lot of the reasons. Hey, boys, how many games do you think Gallagher's going to get from Brad? Well, I, I'm Brad, and for those of you who didn't see it, I tweeted out. Um, I don't know if we can put the video up on uh on, on YouTube right now or not, but Brennan Gallagher, we don't see these hits very often anymore. Adam Pellick's coming up through the neutral zone. He's skating out of his own zone, up ice, in between the blue line and the red line. Gallagher is coming across the ice. He goes to hit him, and that is one of the most blatant chicken wing, like flare your elbow up that we have seen in a long time. That's the hit the NHL spent years getting rid of. You watch that replay, it's direct initial contact right to the head, flared up elbow. It's not even a discussion on a debate. That's what it is. Yet the NHL player safety is having a phone interview, which means it's a maximum of five games. I don't understand it. It should be a minimum of five games. I thought for sure it'd be way more. That's the hit they have worked really hard to get out of the game. So I have to hope and think he's going to get five. Brad, I, I, I don't see how it could come in less than that. I just, I don't, right? It makes, um, it makes no sense to me. So I thought that it's, it's such an uncalled for, unnecessary play in the course of a game. There's no reason for it. None. And, and he knows better. That's the thing. He knows better. So uh, I'll say five games. It should be more, but I'll say five because otherwise, like, what are they doing? I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm very, very surprised. Very surprised. Hey guys, you think after Connor and Leon's contracts are up, they'll resign or ask to be traded? John, John's a long ways away. I have no idea. Well, I don't think they're going to be asked for, asked to be traded. I'd, I'd be surprised if that happens. Leon Drysaddle's contract can start to be negotiated Jan- July 1st. He has a full year left on his deal. And you know what? He could be like Nylander. Nylander was a UFA up until he signed his contract a month ago. Right? Not every guy signs in the summer. 
even if you go back to players, Kane and Taves, when they had their first contract negotiation extensions, when they jumped up to six and a half, it was during the season, right? There's lots of other guys that have done it. I know it becomes more of a storyline and people get tired and nervous. Stamkos, heck, he went all the way to the end and then still stayed in Tampa Bay. Right? Like, like I've said, Tavares and Petrangelo are the only two really big name free agents that have walked from their teams in the last how many years? Right? I guess you got to go back to Sedano Char in 2006, right? When he walked from Ottawa to Boston. Peter Shirelli was in Ottawa, was in Boston. Hmm. So obviously had something to do with it. But it's rare. And Leon Dreisaitl and the orders. Here's the thing to me that's that's the wild card that's unknown. What if they win the Stanley Cup this year? My gut tells me that even increases the odds he resigns. Because now he's like, okay, we won one. We can win. I want to win two. Right? There's there's no player I've met who's like, eh, I won the cup once. I'm good. Usually when you win it, it's even better feeling you thought it would be. And now you want it again. It's like a few things in life. It's just how it goes. So I don't, um, it's hard to say, but. Hey, Gregor, dry side of the Kings. How can he pass it up? What do you mean? How could he pass it up? Why would he? Who's like Drew Doughty's going to be gone? Who's their goaltender in LA? So if he's there, then Kopitar is kind of near the end. Yeah, it's a big market, but I'm I'm not locked on that it's it's automatically better for him. You have a lot of success in Edmonton now. Maybe it's just about money. I I can't speak. I don't know Leon well enough to. I don't pretend to know him well enough on what his views are on money, but. I don't envision the orders getting grossly outbid by another team for the services of Leon Dreisel. Now, he might just want to leave and maybe, you know, try being the big dog, right? Maybe. But I, I don't think it's going to be a case of, you know, well, this, now maybe some team wants to grossly overpay him. So I guess that's possible. But like you look at the recent contracts, McKinnon. Matthews, like the the number's right there. I, I I don't see it being significantly higher. Right, like maybe he wants to be higher, so he's thirteen point seven. All right, is that one hundred k, two hundred k make a big difference? Probably not. So I don't think it'll come down to money. I I don't think the orders would get grossly outbid on it. Does he does he want to wait and you know do what? Because when he says, hey, I'll do it, it's right for McDavid. I'm going to do it's right for me. He does right for himself. I totally understand that. But I'm also not foolish. You don't think those two are going to have a conversation about it at some point? Of course they would. Why wouldn't you? So. Hey, Gregor, uh, Johnny Hockey walked away. Oh, yeah, touche. How'd that work out? He's <laughs> probably wishing he would have stayed. No, I got the money. But he ain't getting a lot of success right now. Yowza. Uh, let's get to the uh, con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering. Specialized in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 